Hi everyone. Um, I feel like I shouldn't, I feel like I'm not qualified to be on a podcast, but I am also really excited to be part of it because Amanda is one of my best friends. And um, I just feel like, I, I feel like we all have our own dating stories that we can share. And this is a perfect and supportive platform to do that. Um, I'm Christina. I was on an episode already. Um, I started from rock bottom and now I'm here <laughs> with Amanda and Amy and um, I'm excited to be back. Yeah, so Christina has been on or was on my most listened to episode. So she's basically like a superstar. It's because I listened to it in my car by myself. <laughs> <No>. <laughs> I listened to it over and over again. So it has the most views. Oh, well, I'm happy to have both, uh, both Amy and Christina on because they are both in relationships that are very successful and going well, and knock on wood, I'm not jinxing anyone, but <laughs> they will continue to go well. So I just figured um, you guys could both tell me how long you've been in your relationships, because you're both kind of at different points mm-hmm. in your relationship, but also like both have exciting things in your future. Mm-hmm. So, Yeah, um, I've been with my boyfriend a year and a half as of this month. Um, we actually met organically um kind of we were set up on a blind date um by another teacher that works with amanda and i so um it was a unique i feel like no one gets to say that today like that they met their partner in person Mm -hmm. um or without the apps at all um i know we did yeah (laughs) but then like the funny thing is we actually did match on hinge like months before we met in person and like my boyfriend was the one to bring it up first he's like do you remember like when that happened like we were definitely messaging and i was like yeah except you never messaged me back but that's okay (laughs) (laughs) um he's convinced that he just was i mean he's a really bad like texter and he doesn't post anything on his Instagram so he was like yeah I was just busy with my friends and then it just kind of fizzled and so I'm glad he addressed it because I didn't remember but I like to tell people no we definitely met in person so um no he was he, he remembered me somehow it was oh. like a picture I had on my Facebook like when we became like Facebook official he's yeah. like okay that was the picture that our mutual friend showed like showed him like would you ever go out with this girl and he was like yeah um so and then just we started dating in 2020 so we really couldn't go out to bars or restaurants or movies so I think it really progressed our relationship because we were just forced to get to know each other like our dates were cooking dinner together and then we just yeah I feel like just when there's nothing to do except get to know each other it really helped progress this a lot because mm-hmm. there weren't any outside distractions and yeah so a year and a half later we're going to be moving into a new house and living together Yay. this summer so that's our big milestone which I'm excited yeah. for. Congratulations. Thank you. Yeah. Um, so I'm Amy and I'm 
And she just <laughs> told us before and I, we started recording. So, so. <laughs> you told us, might as well tell the world. Yeah, I know. Like, I, I, I probably should have saved the shock factor for this podcast, but it's okay. <laughs> I know. It's okay. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Um, actually today is me and my, um, fiance's, uh, date anniversary. So Ooh. our first date was today, April 20th, 2016, um, six years ago. So we met on Tinder. Um, we swiped and we started talking and we were both on vacation, um, cause we were both in education and we ended up meeting that week because we were off. So we we're like, we might as well. And we talked for a little bit. Um, and I know that I would listen to your, uh, last week's episode or a couple of days ago where they were saying that like, um, they like to talk to them a lot. Yeah. The person that this person that they're talking to when they swipe on them, um, before they meet. And that's kind of how I was too. But this time it was like, you know, we have this week off, it was like three days prior and we're like, let's just meet up on, and it was actually Wednesday and today's Wednesday. So it's like a whole six years. Yeah. Um, yeah. So we met up and yeah, we just fell in love and now Mm -hmm. we're getting married in October. Um, we bought a house together. It's been a year since we've been in our house, which it feels like it has not been a year. Um, yeah. So we're just super excited and He's actually away right now, so it's that's why um, Amanda and Amy are here to keep me company <laughs> um, and to do the podcast. So yeah, I'm excited to be here and and talk a little bit about you know some of the things that we looked for and yeah. Yeah, so that's I feel like that's my first big question. I had other questions, but I think let's get to that because <laughs> so we all have dated. What did you date a lot? Yeah. yeah. So mm-hmm. we've all dated a lot, and I feel like we've had some winners and some losers (laughs) more losers than winners so like what set your significant others apart because so like you said you usually wait to or christina i'm talking to christina (laughs) (laughs) yeah so christina you said that you usually waited Mm -hmm. to talk but like it was the perfect timing because we were off for school vacation yeah but was there something specific about your fiance that like made you want to kind of break not that rule, but like mm-hmm. kind of that habit of talking so long before. Yeah, I think um, we just kind of like clicked and we were like talking for, we did talk a lot before we met, even though it was only like three or four days. Mm-hmm. Um, we like were texting back and forth and he was pretty good at responding to me, which I liked because like um, Amy said, like having someone who doesn't respond to you quick enough, it's like you get sick of them or Amy didn't say she got sick of it. But, <laughs> right. <laughs> but, just having someone who doesn't text back quick, like, is not for me. And I was getting answers right away. And like, we were like, the conversation was flowing. So I really enjoyed what we were talking about. I think something that I really liked too, is that we were both in education. So we had a lot to talk about, because we related on that, um, on that level, even though he's a teacher, and I'm a counselor, we still work with kids, and we're still in high school. So we kind of have that um stuff to talk about in common which I think for me it was like all right at least we can talk about that and I know that that's something we can fall back on if like the conversation doesn't go well so that was definitely a good thing and that's why I was like all right like it's fine we can meet up because I know that they have something in common that we can talk about if it doesn't go well 
you kind mm-hmm. of assume, hopefully, that someone that works in a school system is not an asshole. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And just to clarify, Christina and her significant other are not in high school. They were in high school. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> Did I say high school? Oh, my God. Nope. Didn't mean that. I just, I mean, people know that. Yeah. Like, you know, it's What about you, Amy? Um, I was just thinking it's kind of similar to Christina and her fiance, um, except what we had in common was the mutual person that set us up. So mm-hmm. that was very easy to break the ice. Um, he, you know, asked if it was okay if he got my number to our mutual friend. And something I always like to do when I really like someone was talk to them on the phone before meeting in person. Mm-hmm. Um, and in every case I did it, it was pretty much a success. I felt like the conversation with someone I really liked always lasted longer than like a half an hour. Mm-hmm. Um, so we talked on the phone before we met. Um, I let my boyfriend pick me up on the first date, which is something I'd never do. Mm -hmm. Um, But because I met him through a mutual friend and he went to the high school that I teach at, I asked around. He came with a lot of references. So (laughs) normally I would never let someone pick me up, um, but I have never met in person. But I let him and and yeah, we just talked about mutual friends in common first and then we found out we share a lot of the same hobbies. Like I remember us talking about traveling on our first day. I remember us talking about skiing, which is something we love to do together. Um, and we we shut down the restaurant on our first day. And we that's something I feel like we just do. We just keep talking <laughs> and it went that well. So yeah, I just felt like it wasn't like a question and answer date. Just having a lot of mutual mm-hmm. shared interests helped a lot. It wasn't like an interview. Yeah. No, which a lot <laughs> yeah. of them felt like yeah. it. Yeah. <laughs> It really does, like, so as a single in the group, yeah. <laughs> it does feel like you have to ask the certain, like, specific questions to weed them out, like, you get past the first round. Mm-hmm. It's like the bachelorette, like, yeah. you weed them out more and more and more. But Who gets the final rose? <laughs> and you had, like, epic, was it your second date? I don't know if you want to share oh, that story. Oh, I could. Um, sorry. Shame. I know. <laughs> oh I feel God. bad for my boyfriend if he listens to this. And they're like, oh, my gosh, you shared the story. But um, <laughs> so he had, like, <laughs> planned a surprise on our second date. And it was before he goes on a trip with his friends every November, I think. So he wanted to really make a lasting impression on me, which I didn't know. But he told me that later. Like, yeah, I wanted to make sure I kept your interest. Um, so... I knew we were going out to dinner and then he was like, make sure you dress warm. And then so my friends and I are speculating leading up to the state, like, is he taking me on a ferry? Like, is he like, what are we doing? Um, so after dinner, he drives this big pickup truck and he took me to this lookout point of the Boston skyline. And um, when I when he opened the bed, the bed of his truck, he had like pillows and blankets and wine. And um, so we stargazed, looked at the Boston skyline and I went to school the next day, like said to Amanda, like, <laughs> I just felt like I had a date that was on the bachelorette or something. Oh, like he God. really um, put in so much effort, but then looking back on it, he's like, that was risky for me. Like I'm taking you to a dark place yeah. <laughs> with like not a lot Second of cars. Date. Um, and, but he planned the surprise and that just like meant the world to me. Like he made me feel the most special out of anybody. No one's ever done a grand gesture like that. Never mind on a second date. So my God, I didn't know that. I know. I I, I, I really, I had no idea and I've known them for a long time and I did not know. Yeah. He's, he's such a romantic. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) When I feel like that, we 
me so much when someone does go out of their way to to make something mean, meaningful because we know that you love he definitely well that's Jennifer. something else yeah he is definitely acts of service and, yes um, on our first date after three martinis i blatantly <laughs> asked him what's your love language and looking back i'm like what was wrong with me why did i say that but it is something that matters to me especially mm -hmm. now like that i'm in my 30s i just want to know how someone works and um just in getting to know him um his is absolutely acts of service mm -hmm. mine is words yeah okay Mm -hmm. yeah how does he receive love uh i think through physical touch like he just likes any like hand holding mm -hmm. like that's when he feels like most loved i think mm -hmm. um we both took it one time and he was so mad we both got um quality time that that's what it is right like yeah, spending yeah. quality time or um because for five four year, four and a half years, we lived almost an hour away from each other. So I think both of us really just liked spending quality time together, just really enjoyed each other's company when we were together. And it was like every weekend we were packing a bag, whose house are we staying at? Where are we going? Um, so I think both of us like just spending time together. And even now when like we're at home and we're on the couch, just like being near each other is nice even yeah. if we're like both on tiktok or like he's playing a game and i'm watching a show just like being together and spending that time together is like what we really enjoy to do what show did you guys watch recently together because i love your snapchat the ultimatum yes we did we watched love at first sight and the ultimatum I love watch. is blind love is blind yes That's, like, the one yeah I that i remember like the snapchats i was like he gets he he pretends he doesn't but he gets into it he'll yeah. ask me questions about them and then he's like oh my god why is she acting like that i'm like are you watching or are you playing your video game right. the ultimatum was crazy it was i'm still i have like a little bit left of the reunion to watch oh yeah yeah I, not that's not for me i'm gonna start messaging people for you and be like hey you should be on this podcast yeah. because they I mean, were wild yeah i'm trying to like i would love to talk to ray yes but I would love to talk to who, well, I don't want to be, do spoiler alert, but like short blonde hair. Madeline. Madeline. Yeah. Have some questions for her. Me too. Some, some questions. <laughs> Me too. That's, that's a whole other. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, speaking of love languages, I just think back to when I was talking about love languages with Amy and two of our other friends, I mentioned that mine is also physical touch and I got called out because I was literally leaning away from one of them sitting on a bench. I'm like, well, I don't want your physical touch. I want like, my partner's yeah, physical touch. Yeah. So it is interesting. I'm very different with how I show like, Amy's a big hugger. Mm -hmm. I'm not. Are you a hugger? No. Okay. See? It's like, and somehow. When I came here. No. And Amy came in and yeah. instantly hugged both yeah. of us and it's like, hello, Amy. Yeah. <laughs> like, pat on the back. Someone. Mm -hmm. And I think quality time is huge for me too. And words of affirmation and all of them. Everything. Like give, give me gifts. All yeah. of the above. Yeah. Actually, gifts is the one thing that I get uncomfortable with. Mm -hmm. I don't think that I give good gifts and people Same. give great gifts. And I feel so bad. I'm like, mm -hmm. I wish I was more thoughtful. I wish I, yeah. I try. But I just think other people are more skilled at it than I am. Yeah. I'm like, I don't know how to wrap a gift. I'm like, I don't. Yeah. I know I'm oh. a big bag person. Oh, yeah. <laughs> but that's so expensive. 
Yeah, that's and stuff. Dope. I can't even stuff them right. It literally looks like a child just stuffed all the tissue paper inside and was like, "Here you go." There's like toilet paper sticking out of it. <laughs> Is that not the same as tissue paper? Yeah. Um, so we talked about how long you guys have been with your partner. We talked mm-hmm. about the green flags that led you to that person. Mm-hmm. How have things changed since the beginning in terms of your ability to like? communicate whether it's communicate not anger but like if you want them to do something or if something that they're doing is annoying you do you think that it's changed or you think that you already had a good way of talking because I think that's one of the big things for me is if I right off the bat like can't communicate my feelings to someone that's a huge red flag for me that I've learned recently but do you guys think that that's something that you worked on or that was kind of instant for you? I've definitely worked on it. Um, mm-hmm. And I, before my current boyfriend, I was single for three years, I think. Before that, I was in a five-year relationship. And in that five-year relationship that took up most of my 20s, I really didn't speak up. Um, I should have broken up with the person years before I did. Um, and it was just fear of, sharing this is not what I want you are not my person so I just stuck it out for so long so between that relationship ending and me starting therapy um, I've learned a lot about how I communicate and um, and I'm lucky that and I and I know your partner is too Christina that they're just secure people Mm -hmm. like any I found in my new or my current relationship that any what I think is going to be a big and hard and long conversation has been so easy just because Mm -hmm. he's such a secure person he makes me feel calm and he's like this is not a big deal like Mm -hmm. it's okay and um even when we were house hunting that was really the first time he saw me ugly cry and things got really intense but he never name called like any conversation we've had has been very not easy but just very you know, calm and clear. And um, he makes them not out to be a big deal, which I'm so grateful for because I'm an anxious person. So um, I feel like Christina would have more to say about communication too. Yeah, I feel, I definitely feel the same where like in my past relationships and before this um, finding my fiance, I was single for three years. And then before that I dated, yeah, I know. And then I dated um, someone before that for three years and it was a really bad relationship. And I know like I listened to Amanda's episode of like um, her past, her history and like the trauma she's been through. And I had a very similar um, past relationship and that was like in college and it was, it was pretty like we fought all the time and it was verbal and it was physical and it was just so bad that when I took those three years, I didn't go to therapy, but I took those three years Mm -hmm. and I really worked on myself and just what I wanted, what I knew I was worth. Like I had, I, I had lost all my self-confidence. Um, I had to kind of rebuild all of that. And there was a lot of wrong decisions made with like different men that I just like thought like settled. (laughs) And, um, but when I met my significant other now, it was like a complete, like, it made no sense to me that like this relationship just worked and like, it wasn't hard. Like there wasn't any 
um, fighting. Like mm-hmm. we still, we've been together for six years and I can probably name two fights we've been in that have been like major ones, but not major in the, in the like major in making a big decision, not major mm-hmm. in like, this is like, we're yelling, we're screaming at each other. Like that has never happened in this relationship. And I feel like this was my first like adult relationship where it was like, okay, this makes sense. Like we can have these conversations. And I would at the beginning feel like worried that if I brought something up that we were going to break up because in my past relationships, it was like, if I mentioned one thing, he would start going at me like, this is why I don't want to be with you. Like, and just make me feel awful. So when I started dating my significant other now, it was like, how do I bring this up when I have this insecurity and have this no like notion that this has already happened to me um it was hard it was it it's still like I still have those like anxiety like thoughts like we're engaged I legit have a ring on my finger but I still sometimes have those thoughts in my mind that like something's gonna go wrong like this just worked so well that like I get nervous that like it's it's too good that like we're able to communicate and like the house that we're in like we built this house from the ground up. Like we picked everything in this house and it was like not one argument about anything. Mm -hmm. The wall colors, the granite, the the tile in the bathrooms, like the furniture, everything just like kind of fell together and it was super easy. Like the wedding planning process, everything has been so easy. And it's like, am I going to like show? Like, is this scripted? (laughs) Because it's like, how is everything's so easy and how are we able to have these conversations like adults Mm -hmm. and not get into these like huge blowouts and then I see like other people who are still doing that and I'm like there is another side like you will make it through that like and it's so hard when you see your friends like still stuck in that and it's like there are like you will find the person that you don't it does there it doesn't have that much energy you don't need to give all of your energy to fighting with a significant other like it should yeah. make sense they should be on your team yeah and that's exactly how I felt too it's yeah. just like everything has felt easy from the get-go I've mm-hmm. never been left guessing like where do I stand and like I get in my own head too so much yeah. um but I, I think the other key thing is too is just not like holding things in like if mm-hmm. the smallest thing kind of bothers you just be like hey I noticed blank right. and then yeah. it's like an easy conversation um it might be a big deal to you, but like, I know for me, if I hold it in, that it becomes more of a big yeah. deal. And then mm-hmm. I, similar, kind of write the future mm-hmm. based on my past. Yeah. Which isn't fair to me or that person mm-hmm. that I'm with currently because I'm putting like past traumas on them. Yeah. So I think, yeah, just, but you also need the person that is going to take it as, hey, I'm just like bringing this up not to fight. Yeah. Yeah. Because there are still people similar to what you said, when you see a friend or someone in a relationship that everything is a conflict. Yeah. It's like, why? Mm-hmm. It's painful. It's painful. Or just like couples that communicate by shouting. Like mm-hmm. we've all been there. We see other couples mm-hmm. and it's just like, wow, how is that? I don't know. But I just think you, you know, it's your person when everything does feel easy mm-hmm. and that there's no shouting name calling like just the fact that you guys got through a wedding planning process house building process Mm -hmm. that's such a testament to how well you guys communicate with each other yeah yeah and I think like back to your point like there would be stuff that I would bring up and my my fiance would be like Christina I am not your shitty ex-boyfriend like I'm not gonna do that like 
but he wouldn't say it in a way where he was like judging me. He would say it in a way where like, he knows how my brain works and be like, I know you're anxious about this, but I promise you, I am not going to do that to you. Like your past has. And just knowing that like is very comforting. And there are still times that like, I feel like you said, like anxious about things and, and it's, it just takes time. It takes, you know, you have to be open and you have to have those conversations because if you're not having those conversations, like you said, Amanda, like it just piles up and then it will end up eventually coming out and it's going to be something bigger than it needs to be. Right. So do you guys know about attachment styles? In yes. Mm-hmm. So would you say that both of your partners are like more secure? Absolutely. Yeah. yeah. And would you both say that you're more anxious. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I remember when I took the test, like I I read the book that yeah. was like a Bible for me <laughs> when I got back into the dating world. Like mm-hmm. I really wanted to learn um, how I think and feel and just read. It's so helpful to read yeah. the attachment theory book. I think the book I read was literally called Detached yeah. and it's so helpful. Um, and when I took the test, it was overwhelmingly anxious. <laughs> and then I just remember my, my therapist, you know, throughout my dating process and me, you know, kind of finding myself, she's like, the goal is to be secure yourself mm-hmm. and find someone that's secure. Yeah. And yeah, it's huge. I feel like a lot of people I've dated have been avoidant in their mm-hmm. attachment style and that for an anxious person, mm-hmm. it's like... It's the worst matchup. The worst. Yeah. yeah. You're yeah. like, damn. I need to find someone insecure, but I would also need to work on being more, ins- sorry, more secure, not more insecure. Because mm-hmm. I, I get the same way. Like I, I think because I've had shitty relationships in the past, like I want not constant, but like pretty. What's the word? Reassurance. Like you want yeah, like like often. Yeah, I feel oh, that way con- too. Consistency. Consist- yeah. Yeah. yeah, that's yeah, really what a secure person is. It's yeah. like, do they show up for you, and do mm-hmm. they, you know, are they communicating consistently? Mm-hmm. Yeah, because avoidant. I think my last relationship, he was like kind of avoidant, where he felt things getting real, and mm-hmm. then was like, I can't, you know, can't be here. Yeah, yeah, and the and the consistency does go hand in hand with like being anxious, like, and needing reinsurance. Like, Mm -hmm. I, when I first started dating my fiance, I was like, hey, like, I need reassurance in, like, all aspects of my life. Like, at my job, at the first couple years that I was there, now this will be the end of my third year. Like, so my first year, definitely, like, I had one coworker who I would go to and be like, do you think it was okay that I did this? Or, like, can you just reassure me that, like, I'm doing a good job? And, like, now I feel like I don't need that as much and I think half of it has to do with like me my fiance and just like knowing and him making me feel secure and knowing that like I I'm doing a good job at work so like I've always needed reassurance and I feel like this past year especially like I haven't felt the the need for being reassured yeah and it was just the consistency Mm -hmm. just having the consistency at work having the consistency in my relationship like I know that I have a lot more confidence now than I did before because my confidence was legit stripped from yeah. me for a long time. Right. Yeah, and, and not having to seek it. Yeah. It just, it comes and mm-hmm. it's nice and mm-hmm. you appreciate it, I feel like. Mm-hmm. Um, do you guys think, so we talked about communication, but trust, do you think trust has come a long way mm-hmm. in your relationships? Yeah, yeah. definitely. Yeah. Um, it was hard to be trusting in the dating world, I feel like, yeah. because it's like you really don't know these 
guys that you're meeting on apps at all. Um, for whatever reason, I really trusted my now boyfriend right from the start, just giving everyone a clean slate. Mm -hmm. Um, my, I was in a relationship in college that was about three years and he left me because he was cheating on me with someone else. So I think with that relationship, I really learned what trust is and he made me feel like I was crazy. And then mm -hmm. like that stripped my worth altogether. Yeah. Um, so heading into my five-year relationship, I was in a better place with trust. And um, yeah, it really hasn't been too much of an issue for me in my adult life. I don't mm -hmm. know about you, Christina. Yeah, I think for me, like I didn't have that buffer in between like my really bad relationship. And I mean, I had three years to myself, but yeah. I hadn't experienced anything else besides like, random hookups and like people that like I was kind of dating but like not really we like were just like sleeping together yeah mm -hmm. basically um so in my three-year relationship like he cheated on me and I found out a year after that he had slept with my best friend um and wow. yeah it was a shit show and oh I so no well I if I see her I say hi to her but yeah. like I'm not really like friends with her because yeah. she broke my trust big time yeah. and yeah. the only reason I found out was because one of my um guy friends in high school who I still hung out with like in college and after college uh, my early 20s he said to like I Christina needs to know this like he knew wow. and he was like I need like you need to tell her or like I'm going to because she needs to know and they told me and like they brought me somewhere. They sat me down and they told me. And oh my God. I um, obviously flipped out. Yeah. And um, I can't even imagine that. Yeah. I did so not know. Yeah. It took me a really long time to gain any trust, especially like with my fiance, like just being in education, like he's around a lot of girls. Like you guys, I know because <laughs> of him. Like, so like he it was hard for me in the beginning, especially like he had just gotten out of an eight year relationship. And like, he she lived in the same town as him. And I lived over an hour away. So it was like, is he going to get back together with her? Is he going to see her when he's not with me? He doesn't see me during the week. I don't know what he's really doing during the week. Um, and then also going out like you guys go out all the time after work, I lived an hour away. So I wasn't coming here. Yeah. Um, so it just it caused a lot of we had a lot of hard conversations because of it but I was able to have those conversations with him and he knew again like going back to the reassurance like I'm not your shitty ex-boyfriend Christina yeah. like I'm not gonna do this to you and he actually suspects that he was cheated on so like he was like he's such a a big like advocate for like people who get cheated on because he's like if you are going to cheat, just break up with the person. Like yeah. he, so yeah. I know that like in my head, like that's what he thinks. I still, it still took me a while to trust. And like now, like he goes out with people like one-on-one, -on -one, like girls. And I'm like, all right, have fun. Like I'm going to like go to bed or whatever. And like, I don't care at all, but it took me a long time to get to being secure yeah. and knowing that like you know he's not going to do that to me because I had it just that's all I've ever known so I think a lot of that comes with communication and having like just the expectations from the start mm -hmm. like kind of like when you're first dating and getting to know someone like what is your end goal like what is you know um because I, I feel like I went on dates with some guys that were 
just looking for a hookup or just wanted to be part of their rotation of other yeah. girls. So yeah. I, I think just establishing early on, like, what's the goal? Like, I think mm-hmm. you and your fiance, Christina, like right from the beginning, you kind of knew it was serious. And I know I asked my boyfriend on our second date, which I don't recommend, um, like, do you want kids someday? Do you want to get married? Like mm-hmm. second date, which it worked out for me, but I just had to know I didn't want to waste time. Yeah. I 100% agree. So in the last episode that I had, we talked kind of about the things that you're not supposed to ask on first dates. And I, there are certain things that I think are not normally seen as like things that you should talk about, but I, I talk about those things because I want to know, like, I don't want to waste my time. Exactly. So yeah. if you don't align with certain things in my life, then I don't want to talk to you. Mm-hmm. Like if you are someone who is looking for a hookup, hundred percent. I think you should get that off the table right away. Yeah. Cause especially on the apps, I don't know if you guys like remember how often what people put on their profile, would it match up with, with what they yeah. were actually mm-hmm. looking for? So yeah. I literally asked someone today, I said, so what are you looking for on the app? And he took a screenshot where it says looking for a relationship. I'm like, yeah, bro. But like, I'm asking because so many people don't actually yeah. They'll put that, but that's not what they're really looking for. Mm-hmm. And even in asking that, you know, he could be lying. And taking yeah. a screenshot is just so, like passive aggressive yeah, to me. So like, it's so easy to say relationship. Yeah. Yeah, no, he, we're not talking to him anymore. <laughs> <laughs> he said other things, but no, it's, it's super frustrating. But I, I don't know if this is a me problem. I'm so afraid of being played like a fool mm-hmm. that I, I just, I really want to trust someone, but I am so afraid that in trusting them, it opens the door for them to lie. Yeah. And that's like something I talked a lot about in therapy. Mm -hmm. Like the second I believe them though, that lets them know that they can kind of do the things that I don't want them to. Mm -hmm. But yeah. And I think that that goes along with trust. Like you have to trust the person you're with and just hope and that they're not going to do that to you. Yeah. And it's hard to do that. It's hard to let go and, and be like completely immersed in the relationship. And, and yeah, it's really hard to do that. And I can definitely, like, it took me a while too. Yeah. Cause in you, you're not going to change what they're going to do. No. At the end of the day, it's up to them. It's their They're decision. adults. They're going to make a decision. Yeah. yeah. So you just have to trust that they're not going to do that to you. And they know that, there's things that you are insecure about. There's things that you do worry about, but again, they're going to be there to be secure and be comfortable yeah. with you and just be like, Hey, like not going to do that to you. It's so hard. It is. <laughs> and yeah, it, hard. Especially when you're in that phase where you don't know where you stand with the person either. It just yeah. amplifies it and makes it more stressful. Yeah. Yeah. Just trying to get on your guys' level. <laughs> <laughs> you need to at some point maybe not right off the bat but I think it's helpful just to learn where the other person's coming from Mm -hmm. I I think it's helpful to bring up your exes but then I've also been on dates where that's the only thing the person talks about Mm -hmm. so like you also it's like a fine line where you need to share that but for just to I guess for helpful information Mm -hmm. yeah I think bringing it up is more 
for like a learning purpose. Mm -hmm. Like I need to learn where you're coming from, like what you've experienced in order to be the best person I can for you. Um, And I think, you know, my significant other, he, um, he dated someone for eight years and then he dated someone quickly. um, And then we dated and that was like all that he's ever experienced. And in the eight year relationship, it was more like, um, like a high school relationship. So there was a lot of things that he couldn't do because she would get mad. And I think when we were going into this relationship, he would tell me that like, Hey, listen, like, I want to be able to do this. And it wasn't anything big. It was like, hang again, hanging out with girls. Yeah. Like, I don't want someone who's going to be mad that I'm going to hang out with my two best girlfriends because I want you to know that I don't like them like that. Like, yeah. and that's like, I'm not dealing with this again. Not in a mean way, he, he would say it, but he would just say, it's like, boundary. communicate it to me. Yeah. Like, I'm not going to date someone again who's going to control who, I, who I'm able to hang out with. And that was just something that, you know, that goes back to the trust. Like mm-hmm. he's asking me to trust him and I have to let go and, and, and trust him or I'm not, we're not going to be together because if I'm going to be controlling like his ex-girlfriend was, then he's not going to want to be with me because yeah. he told me straight up that he doesn't want that. So I think bringing that up as a learning experience and just like knowing that like this is what my significant other went through. Like I need to be different, not different than that, but like I need to not do the same things because clearly that was something that he did not enjoy. And he's telling me straight up, like, listen, like if this is going to happen, then I'm not going to be with you. And that's a boundary that, that he had. So it was something I had to learn, but if he wasn't bringing up his ex, like it wouldn't have been something that I even knew about, you know? So it was, you know, we still, we still talk about like things that happened in the past and, um how we've learned from it and like we even the other day we had a conversation and I was like I just want to let you know that like this is something that I feel insecure about still because my ex-boyfriend was very explicit with some of the things he would say to me um like just around this specific topic and he was like again I want you to know that I'm not that person and I'm sorry that you went through that and like just to and that was like last month So like Mm -hmm. we still do have those conversations and we've been together for six years and we're engaged, but it is something I think that should like, you should be able to bring up stuff that's happened in your past. Just so again, your significant other knows what you experienced and like what you went through and and is able to grow from that with you. Yeah. Yeah. I like what you said about it being a learning experience. I don't understand the bringing up the exes just to bring it up no which right. is why like the first date second date thing i'm like i don't need to know yeah because even if it is like my ex did this and i never want that on the first date okay like let us have a connection mm-hmm. first because you yeah. don't even know if I'm, I'm gonna be on a second date with you yep but it's funny because so when you were saying you know just last month you've been dating for six years mm-hmm. like i i'm lucky enough to have a, a i think we all are lucky enough to have parents who have really strong relationships. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I still watch them have those conversations mm-hmm. and they still have conflict. They still, but it's, it's part of growing. You're always growing as a couple. And I think to expect that things aren't going to come up is kind of setting yourself up for failure. Yeah. And just speaking of exes, like my dad dated someone and 
there were pictures of her still up in my dad's mom's house. <laughs> so my mom went over. So my grandmother like had pictures up, whatever. And my mom brought up within in the past like few years, and they've been married for coming up to forty years. Oh wow! Like. <laughs> separate yourself from that memory mm-hmm. because yeah. I know something I would look for on dates is like I did want to hear that they had been in a, in a relationship yeah. past a year like I wanted to know they had that experience that they are looking for something long term because some of the dates I went on they'd be like I don't know like five months and to me I'd be like okay well are they really ready for <laughs> something more long term yeah. but yeah so I think just keeping like just a- acknowledging, okay, that's their past and not kind yeah. of connecting it to you. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And like seeing it as someone, it's it's part of what make them, makes them who they are. Yeah. But the learning thing. Mm-hmm. That I want to learn, but I don't yes. need to hear like anything else. Especially like if, if a guy, and not saying that anyone has done this to me before, but like if a guy goes into like a date or something and is saying like, oh, my ex-girlfriend's crazy, it's like, well, I don't like that. No, I've been on I, like that. Yeah, I think yeah. I can't remember what podcast I was listening to, but there was a podcast I was listening to who talked. It, it might have been one of your episodes. I don't know. I listen to so many podcasts. Yeah, yeah. I'm in my car a lot. Um, but just like if you still have these like hard feelings against an ex and you're not looking at it as a learning experience right. and like knowing like that was a part of my life that happened and whatever happened, like I'm going to, you have to be the bigger person no matter what like my my ex-boyfriend that cheated on me with my my best friend like I would see him and I would say hi to him I have no ill feelings towards him I again I look at him as a learning experience I learned so much about myself in that relationship that I'm thankful to him Mm -hmm. and I feel like if men are going on dates and bringing up their exes and saying like I don't know she's crazy like blah 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 then like that's a red flag. Something happens yeah. where you're like still holding this grudge against an ex-girlfriend that like who knows how long they dated, whatever. But right. and this is clearly a hypothetical, but just like any of that, like I just don't. That also gives me so much pause because there's two sides to every story. Exactly. Why is it the girl that's crazy. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like okay, like mm-hmm. what did you do? That's what. <laughs> maybe that's not the best mindset to have, but I'm like. Yeah, what did you do? But that also shows that they're not mature and they haven't learned from what happened in that past relationship because they're still holding this grudge. Yeah, because I've been on dates with people who have been cheated on or who have, like, mothers of their children that have done messed up things, but they at least talk about those people with respect. Yeah, exactly. Like, crazy. Mm -hmm. No. (laughs) Um, Can I ask you guys two kind of, like, Closing questions. Yeah. Sure. <laughs> okay. It might be obvious because I feel like in the beginning we kind of talked about it. But what are what is something that you're really excited about right now? Um, I mean, probably <laughs> I my <laughs> like yeah. I've I've been in the same apartment for seven years, um, living alone, and my ex did live there for about a year with me. So I think just starting a new chapter in my current relationship. Um, you know, living together in a 
bigger house and just moving to a different town. Um, Cause right now I live in the same town where I went to college. So I'm just excited to, you know, keep growing. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. yeah. Um, you can't I say mean, your wedding. I know. Like that's, <laughs> that's obvious. That's obvious. Um, I'm excited for my fiance to come home because mm-hmm. he's been in Europe since Thursday and it's now Wednesday. So it's almost been a, a week and he doesn't come home till Sunday. So it's a while. Um, but I definitely enjoy the, like, I think the reason we work so well was because we only saw each other on the weekend. So mm-hmm. we had that, like, the distance makes the heart grow fonder. Like yeah. we had that separation. And then once we moved into to, in together, we were like inseparable. And now I think having that space, not that we needed it, but having that space right now makes us really like miss each other. Yeah. Um, so I'm definitely excited for him to come home. And um, yeah, like all the wedding stuff that's coming up and this, yeah. this summer. I'm just excited for the summer in general. Yeah. Just having this break, and I was talking. I was out with some of my coworkers today. Just having this break, like, really made me realize like how stressed I've been. Yeah, and I'm just so ready for the summer to come. Like, and I know there's like so many things we have to get through before that. Like, we still have our prom, we still have our scene, like our graduation, like all of that stuff. But like, once we get through all of that, like, I'm just looking forward to just having the summer. Same. Yeah. Yeah. I know I kind of in in this break I realized like I was unwell like yeah I was yeah. not okay mm-hmm. and even still I, I just wake up some days and I'm like oh like so I, I stopped seeing my last therapist I need to find a new one but I was like let's just see how I do on my own for a little bit and I just mm-hmm. think in not having anyone to talk to like that mm-hmm. for a few months like I've not been well but yeah. Thank God for vacation. Exactly. And it's finally getting nice out here in Boston. Mm -hmm. (laughs) It's like a taste of summer. Like today I went for a beach walk and it was Mm. just like, it's close. And um, I felt the same way. I was, I was crawling to the finish line. That was the start of vacation. It was brutal. Yeah. To any of our teacher listeners. Yeah. (laughs) I hope you're enjoying your break. Yeah. Yeah. If you have a break, if you don't, hopefully it's the end of the year soon. We're going later than... I think I've ever had to mm-hmm. as a teacher, and I've been teaching seven years. I don't know how, when are you guys into um, the twenty seventh right now, 27th. but I, I yeah <laughs> I have to do five days after because I'm a counselor, so I don't get out until the first week of July, and then I go back <laughs> August twenty second because we do five days before school starts. Oh. So. I only have seven weeks of summer. Oh. Um, but who's counting? But who's yeah, counting? Who's really <laughs> counting? Do you need summer? We, well, my second question is the one that I'm trying to like end all my podcasts with. What is something, what is a piece of a dating advice that you live by or wish you lived by now as people that are not dating? What is something you could tell old you <laughs> as a dater? Um, I would say listen to your gut as cliche as that sounds like I tried so hard to make things work and all the signs were there Mm -hmm. and I just tried to force it because I wanted the relationship and Mm -hmm. just if you end a date and you know the person you're on a date with leaves and you feel any negative emotion just end it because there's been some cases where like um I just look back I'm like why did I drag that out for so long like just really trust 
and notice how you feel afterwards. And if you don't feel anything and you're indifferent, you can use that too, like moving forward, like, okay, that's not your person either. So yeah, just pay attention to how you feel when the date ends. Mm -hmm. I think like, and this is something that going back to like watching friends and like hard relate, uh, like hard relationships. My piece of advice all the time is like, it shouldn't be that hard. And I know I talked a little bit about that earlier. Like things were so easy that I can't believe that I was ever in relationships where like I had to fight tooth and nail to do things or to be with that person and to make it work. And like, if that's taking up all of your energy, then it's not worth it. Like you need to find someone who's going to be next to you, not like butting heads with you, you know, like someone who's going to be on your team. And if, if you can't, if you're fighting all the time, like it's not worth it. It's not worth your energy. It's not worth the fighting. It's not worth your time. Life is um, way too short. Yeah. <laughs> to be on and off and on and off and on and off and trying to make things work like 5 million times. Yeah. It's just, it shouldn't be that hard. Can I end with a story that like kind of ties in both of those things? Because <laughs> as both of you are talking, I'm like, Maybe I should have said, what is your dating advice for me? (laughs) So recently I was on a date, a second date. And the first date, I kind of should have listened to my gut because it didn't seem like something that could be long-term. It was like a fun date, but I had some like, and feelings at the end of it. And then we did have a fight on our second date, which I'm just (laughs) like on a second date. So we had hung out. He brought over like, a bunch of alcohol, we were hanging out, had a great time, woke up the next morning, and he said, like, oh, I'll go get food for us to make breakfast. I was like, oh, that's really nice. And then he couldn't remember where I lived. Oh. <laughs> you said oh. Snapchat. Yeah. Yeah. I'm like, oh, I could not remember where you lived. Oh. I was dying when I saw that. And I was like, well, if you can't find where I live, just leave. And he's like, fine, I'll leave. Oh. And then he called me back. He's like, I forgot my vape. I'm like, fuck your vape. You can oh, find you, you can find my house to get your vape. Right. right. Yeah. Right. And your vape looks like a Crayola crayon. So <laughs> I don't know. Grow the fuck up. Oh but my god. Just so trust your gut and conflicts on the second date. Yeah. Gotta go. Shouldn't be that hard. Shouldn't be that hard. <laughs> it was so hard. But just trying to eat breakfast. All right. Well, Amy and Christina, thank you guys so much. Yeah. Thank you yeah, for having us. Fun. We'll do this again. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah. All right. I will come on whenever you want yeah, me to. Same. Okay. <laughs> awesome. All right. Bye. Bye. Bye.